my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars in this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? I am Monty. Excellent. You're crushing my soul and giving me a headache at the same time. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. Show me what you got. Is it too late to say that I, I kind of don't care for Star Wars? You can say that Dream. and find your way out the door. <laughs> the force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Ah, uh, mighty Isis. And here we Go. The weather outside is disgusting. I wanted to sit home, watch TV, and just do nothing. But now I gotta grab my boots and my coat. I hate the snow, I hate the snow, I hate the snow. Just like my wife, the snow looks like it's never stopping. What is this shit? This, this is the... Oh, this is my theme song right now. This is Does it have to continue playing? No, no, this is just life in New Jersey right now, sir. I want oh, you to, yeah. to be aware. I, I know this is tough for you because, you know, you're, you're used to wearing, like, shorts and flip-flops and sandals and stuff like that. But it's, uh, it's a bit brutal. Sir, here. in Hawaii, they're referred to as slippers. Get your slippers. You're wearing your slippers. Get your slippers. It's, uh, no, dude, it's my, my back. Dude, oh, my God. My back. I can't, I can't. Like, there's so much more shoveling. Like, like so there's still half a driveway and a buried car that needs to be handled. Me too. And, yeah, and I I just, my back just can't can't handle it anymore. So this song my, speaks to my soul. Did you get two and a half feet? Because my buddy, my buddy up eighty, like mm-hmm. past Randolph, up that, but up by where Wild West City is, up yeah, yeah. there. Yep. Okay. He he said he got like two and a half feet or something. I think we got like a foot and a half. I think I'm not sure on the measurements. I it got might be more or less. I got. I definitely got more than that. I think maybe because like a more like up the hill than you are, Dom. Maybe, but like I got. I, I don't eas- know. I easily got two feet of snow, and and I, it feels I, like I got. I felt my... like two. People told me it was less, but I feel like we got two feet of snow. It was a lot, and then apparently. Word on the street is there's more coming next week. Uh, oh, I, some tomorrow, and I believe for a Saturday. Oh, and, and then, like I said, more next week. Well, listen, I want you guys to know that in case anything happens, uh, I'm prepared to deal with the snow here. So I, I want to pull back that happens. Uh, on the show. We like to pull back the curtain. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, when the snow hit, I, I said to Monty, listen. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what we're going to do. When Kev eventually makes his way back to New Jersey, we're going to move back out to California so that we don't have to deal with the snow. And then we can make fun of him and send him pictures of like the ocean and stuff. And he can send his pictures of his snow. It it snows in California. And like San Diego, it doesn't. Regardless, regardless, uh, my response to that was my fat ass was not going to get off the couch. So there's absolutely no way you were going to convince me. And, and moving my, just sucks in general, let alone my counterpoint yeah. was that his fat ass might be warmer in a more tropical year-round climate. 
but again, there's that initial there's that initial thing, Dom. I mean, you're you're putting up a good fight. Gotta, I'll give it to you. You got to put the work in. Yeah. And what Nick is saying is, fuck you on doing the work. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm trying to get one of those. Um, do you remember Elon Musk was selling those not a flamethrower flamethrower guns? Uh, yes. Maybe like. Was it three years ago? Maybe something. I forget like how that. long ago that was. I still have the the polygon truck stuck in my head. I I really 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 wish I could have had one of those, one of those guns for for the driveway, especially like the foot of the driveway where it matches the you know when it hits the street and everything because they plow you in as soon as you shovel. This is geek stuff, uh, weather stuff right now. So hopefully yeah. everyone's weather enjoying this because this just yeah it's just uh, been a brutal brutal With weather girl. Days. I I will say, I will say hey now uh, I will say I did have a nice little um, six thousand weekend trip uh, uh, six thousand I had a nice little day trip uh, right before all the stuff hit the fan literally um, went to the motorcycle mo uh, this is gonna be hard to pronounce motorcyclepedia museum in Newburgh New York now obviously I know this is uh, not really. Uh, falls in the geek world with uh, the history of motorcycles, but they were, they have the bat cycle there. They had the bat cycle there. Uh huh. They had um, the motorcycles from Ghost Rider. They had. See? They had. Nice they had. The, they had the one Nick Cage uh, rode at the um, when you know it was just him. Uh, uh, going, Johnny Blaze. Yeah, Johnny Blaze. I totally drew, uh, drew a blank there. Uh, and the actual cycle. Uh, they had some uh, replicas of uh, the Easy Rider motorcycle as well. Um, do, do, they had uh, they <laughs> now had, I know the ID. Yep, they have the <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, they had something from uh, the movie JFK as well, um, and they also had some uh, some comic books as well. Uh, you know, motorcycles that were featured in comic books. Oddly oh. enough, none, no Ghost Rider books. So as I exited the museum, I told the guy, uh, you know, what the hell. And uh, so I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to find a good Ghost Rider comic book to donate to the museum so I can put my, my name in the museum. I can actually I can actually have my name in a museum um, and it, with like a $6 comic book. So I will, I will take that for what it is. It belongs in a museum. It belongs in a museum. Uh, and, I'm, and uh, you know, that's just kind of a so cool little, you. Just a cool little thing, um, you know. And if you like history in general, it's kind of nice how uh, it also kind of interplays um, with the museum. So check it out if you can. It's, it's, it was pretty cheap to go check it out if you're into those sort of things. But uh, boys, how do they do toy motorcycles? You know what? They do have some toy motorcycles. They, they even I was, have some. I was going to say our way in there mm -hmm. is to do the Geek Stuff TNG uh, toy motorcycle collection. And then we just start like. We get them an old packaged Wolverine with a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we could do that. That's can, the way we in. Just do a we, get our, we get a we get a whole little section can do donated a whole, by us. Can do, That's then a great do, idea, actually. I'd be totally down to do that. Can do that and kind of like a, a breakdown of the the motorcycles that were in media, kind of like throughout the decades and everything like that. Yeah, with movies and TV shows. Anyway. Yeah, you know, of course. Yeah, of course. So uh, there's lots of cool stuff right there. So I think uh, it'd be pretty sweet. But um, how's everything going, Dom? I, I appreciate, by the way, the fact that you text me to let you let me know that during the snowstorm that you were drinking at the the tavern that was around the corner from me. So that was really swell of you. I wasn't the driver. Okay. So and is that, is that what you were doing instead of doing a bonus segment? Uh -oh. Well, sir, if you must know, one was posted today. It's a little late. But there was one posted today. 
Oh, that weekend bonus show, it. man. That, that weekend bonus show has got some legs. The weekend bonus show is, you know, if you post it on the same day or the day before the regular show, it's not really a bonus. It's a bonus. You got to get that done, sir. Listen, I don't have a... I'm sorry. All right. I got no excuses. We're going to move on because you're going to make fun of it when we talk about the Patreon. No, no, so no. We'll just... We're not going to. Your grandmother is because she left another yeah, voicemail. We, we don't even need to anymore. Don't have to say we anything. have grandmama for the defense. We don't have to say anything anymore, really. Your own grandmother is looking <laughs> for your segments and she can't even get them out of you. So we, Nick and I don't have to do anything. Sorry, Bubby. It's okay. <laughs> but how was how was how was how was Cloverleaf, sir? Everything was good there. You had fun. Yeah, I, I do mean, appreciate it was, it was the text. pre. It was like the beginning of the snowstorm before, like like snow was just hitting the ground. I thought, oh, this might be a a good snow. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I will say. Clover- I better run out and get drunk. I will say this much for for those who aren't uh, you know used to the new the New Jersey area, Cloverleaf Tavern, great place for drinks. Uh, I believe I believe it was voted like the number one craft beer bar uh, in the state. Uh, Is great. that the place you and I went, Tom? Yes. Yeah, I, with Methuselah. Yep. And with Methuselah. Who's Methuselah? That's what you called our waitress. Oh. <laughs> okay. And and <laughs> apparently, before I even knew Dom, uh, that we were all having dinner together at separate tables, yep. and and Kev was texting <laughs> you want, me. Do you everything. want me to recap that story real I, quick? I, think I feel obligated now, so yeah, go ahead. So the sandwich and I go to the tavern to get a bite. And on the other side of the restaurant, no I more than like Nick. 10 feet away. Like literally, it was, he wasn't, he wasn't that close, but he was, he was a distance enough away. Only a few tables Now away. I could see what he, I had enough sort of uh, cover, if you will, to see exactly what he was, what Nick was doing at another table, but he really couldn't see me. And he didn't know Dom at the time, uh, the sandwich at the time. So, um, so I start texting Nick, Hey, what are you up to? Oh, just out with friends at the, you know, he said where he was and everything. And I, and I said, Oh, what are you getting? And he said something, I'm getting this. I'm like, Oh, you should get the special. And I said, whatever it was, I hear it's real good or whatever. And you know, we're just having literally having a text conversation with Nick being like 20 feet away. And literally I took, I decided I took a picture of him at his table and, and he and his party, I think sandwich and I left first. I think, I think so. Yeah, you did. Right. And then like about 20 minutes after the sandwich and I left, I text the picture to Nick. So then Nick knows that we were 20 feet away from him having that conversation the whole time. So with my friends who were there, I was catching up with them for the first time in like a, a year and a half, just give or take. It was quite a while. And as I said, it was, uh, I believe it was the number one craft beer bar in New Jersey. And I can just walk to the place. Um, pretty easily enough so um i've had i had a few didn't like his text seemed really odd but i couldn't really put my finger on it and then like when i sobered up later in the night that is exactly when he sent the picture and i was like okay that makes more sense now so yeah it was funny yeah cloverleaf bar go uh go check it out um boys um 
<laughs> I definitely didn't know. Uh, let's hit on some Patreon stuff really quickly before we hit the news. It's a little bit of a light day, but uh, some good stuff in general, though, uh, making headlines. Uh, Mr. Pa- Monty? Y- yes, sir. Are there any bonus programs available if I become a member of Patreon? You know, it's so I'm just funny. asking. It's so there, Sandwich. I lived up to your expectation of me. It's so funny you say that because for just a dollar on the, at patreon.com slash geeksoftng, you can talk to some lovely members of the show on our Discord service. For $3, I was in there recently. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. For $3 a month, you get the show a day and a half early, which is usually Wednesday night, a sneak peek at the prep sheet. For $5, you get the weekend bonus show, hopefully, and a vintage episode of BK Geek Stuff. And for $10 a month, you get the shit show that is the behind the scenes going on on our live Instagram feed um, all day, every day, which really is the, the creme de la creme of what they we had a little bit of a hoot. It was a little bit of a hoot for, for sure, yeah. to say the least. Uh, so, yeah, some uh, good stuff going on. Um, listen, before we actually just kind of go into what the actual prep sheet has, do we want to just talk about WandaVision at all? Do we want? Do we? Can we just like hit on a few odds and ends and just try to be really? We can talk about the first three episodes of Wandavision because the fourth one is not a week old yet. It's good. It's it's good. What's that? I want to talk about the fourth one. I know. Me too. (laughs) It's so damn good. Um, I think it's a great show. Honestly, it definitely is a slow build. But I think people got to remember, this isn't like a Marvel movie where there's like action and hard hitting things at all times. This is like a like a like a mystery show or like a like a what's the because it's not they, I know they said it's a sitcom, but to me, it's more of like a like a it's a mystery, you know, like what's going on here. I think yeah. the, it has the you know, it has the the, uh, the disguise of a sitcom. Yeah. Uh, but really, we have to, you know, like an onion, you just have to kind of, as Shrek would say, you just have to go through the layers to see what the show is really about uh, at the same time. But it's it's so good. And I'm, I'm only saying this because it's as I tell people, just observe, be patient, and just wait for the payoff. They don't need to freaking go nuts. Like, it doesn't need to be like with, with Mandalorian, like the whole, like there was the twist with like Baby Yoda. Uh, really, what was it? The end of the very first episode when, yeah. when it originally aired, which just kind of set up the whole show. We're here just kind of, Dang, it still was just dangling you off the cliff after the first two episodes. So the fact that, um, you know, stuff is kind of snowballing right now, it, it's gonna, it's gonna fall apart. Like, the, you know, not, not the show itself, but the, you know, uh, the way the plot is kind of moving along and everything. So mm-hmm. it's, I, I think it's dot, great. I just dot, wish people. Dot Al Axchin says it feels like Twin Peaks. I wouldn't go that far as to say it's, I mean, Twin Peaks is that's Wacko City. That that show. Mm-hmm. This isn't quite that 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 removed from reality. I'm well, yeah, it is. Um, but it's we we know that it's a perceived reality rather than being reality. And we know after the fourth episode, we know a lot more about that. But as of the third episode, there were only hints as to what might be occurring, especially the end of the episode. Now, um, if if I do remember though, Bob Iger, the the former CEO of Disney, uh, he helped kind of greenlight Twin Peaks originally on ABC, didn't he? Didn't he? I I honestly don't remember, but it's I'm, possible. I'm pretty sure from reading his book last year, uh, he said that, and his biggest one of his earlier mistakes was kind of like rushing and telling, like kind of getting in the middle of the story plot and everything. So I wonder when. 
uh, as Iger was stepping aside if he was looking to kind of uh, reignite that kind of interest at the same time. I mean, well, we're not going to know until way later on down the line. Um, you know, if they ever do like a behind the scenes I don't sort think, of deal. I don't think Bob Iger would have had a hand in that directly at this point, even as CEO, because I think at this point, the person calling all those shots is Kevin Fahey. True, but or whatever. But Iger what um, wanted to st- wanted to work more on the the streaming content side of things, right? So I'm, again, I'm, he also could have just suggested this as a passing note to you know people, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, whenever the hell you know they kind of got the ball rolling um, on this. And this is something we're just going to assume until they do kind of like uh, you know unless they do like a, a Mandalorian post recap show like they've been doing, um, kind of just showing how things were made. You know, we're not going to know. Well. What we can say about WandaVision, uh, WandaVision is in the next few weeks, uh, it's certainly going to ramp up. I mean, mm-hmm. between all the rumors and all the speculation and all of the, uh, you know, the things that they have been saying, like um, Elizabeth Olsen really recently said that there is some unbelievable sort of thing that happens that fans are going to lose their mind about as far as somebody an appearance or a return or something like that Mm -hmm. in addition to that um paul bettany has said that um he finally got the chance to perform with somebody that he always wanted to perform with or something to along those lines I mean, with all those little bits and drops and things that are occurring, the chances of something extraordinary happening every week just gets upped. And with the the events of episode four, which we will discuss next week, um, it certainly feels like a bit more House of M for you comic book readers out there than anything else. I mean, mm-hmm. it really is getting really house of me uh in regards to the structure of the story and if the tenants that they've laid out for house of m which i think if i recall correctly i feel like at some point kevin Feige might have said that house of m was one of his favorite x-men stories i could be wrong about that yeah. but um the point i'm trying to make is that uh it's certainly borrowing tenants from the house of M book Mm -hmm. in which case Dr. Strange showing up will make a lot of sense and some other, you know, and some other things as well that could spin out of that. Not the least of which could theoretically be mutants or other mutants or activating the mutant gene or I mean, there's a number of different things that can occur. Um, I'm just excited to see how they're gonna how they're gonna lay it out. But I'll take the not take because I didn't make the show, but I, I will agree with or accept the criticism of the first three episodes, which was that it was slow, it was a little confusing, it was uh, you know, there were a lot of things there that you were kind of like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, where are we going here? Because the first three episodes certainly were doing a lot of um, of supposition, um, but didn't feel like there was a general direction. And yes, that changed a lot. I think in the last part of episode three, 
particularly the very end of episode three and then episode four we're starting then to see oh okay i also um well we'll talk about that when we talk about episode four because i can't say there you go uh i'll say this much that the um they did a phenomenal job in terms of uh what you call um reigniting interest in a different way for this new phase of the MCU. Uh, I, you know, a lot of people were just wondering like, how the hell do you kind of pick things up again after uh, Endgame? Because it was just a remarkable movie for so many reasons. So the fact that they're kind of confusing everybody, making everyone guess what the hell is going to happen next, this is just a great way to kind of uh, uh, move forward. And, uh, you know, anyone who says that there's, Easter eggs or, you know, they know what's going on. They don't. No one knows what the hell's going on. So uh, you can ignore the social media posts and the, the clickbait articles because there's been there's been plenty of that. Um, moving along. I, I want to say oh, that I was referring directly to interviews that I saw with no, Elizabeth I, no. Olsen and Paul Bettany. That's a t- I, just, no, that totally to makes say. sense. I mean, you're hearing from yeah. the horse's mouth. So it's a lot different than uh, right. Joe Blow uh, talking uh on a clickbaity website, though, who has no clue what's going on. Um, we have a full list of the nominees for the 78th Annual Golden Globe Awards. Um, I don't know how much you guys might want to kind of go through all of these because there's so many freaking categories. Um, well, here... we know the highlights seem to be that Mandalorian got nominated for Best Drama. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Let me just pop That up. was the only one I'm, I'm really aware of. I haven't looked at the list yet. Did you look at it, Dom? Not at all. How's Nuggets doing back there? He sounds like he's being like tortured in the background. I know. Right, right outside the window today. Um, I noticed that there was some stuff going on for um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is one of my favorite ongoing shows right now as well. So that's kind of a, a nice win. Um, Ted Lasso got uh, some nominees. I believe Shit's Creek did as well. What uh, did Brooklyn Nine-Nine get? Um it was three different nominations. I need to double check what they were exactly, but um, I mean, I haven't watched that show in like three or four years at this point, but I loved it when I was watching. It. I, I'm actually was, was binging it um, over the last week and a half just cause it's a good, you know, considering the way the, the previous two weeks where I just needed a good comedy show that I liked that wasn't scrubbed since I rewatched that about a thousand times over. Um, so that's a good, that is a great show, which I highly recommend to folks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know the funny part is like, I I feel like given the pandemic, I I should have been seeing more of these shows though at the exact same time, uh, which is um I don't know just the way it is. I guess when you watch a lot of horror movies, that uh, you shouldn't be surprised if you don't know everything going on in the Golden Globes. Um, Don, did you get a chance to go over these, or is this not really uh in your? I'll be honest. No offense to the Golden Globes, I don't care that much. You know, I like watching the awards show. Especially if they have a good host like Ricky Gervais. Oh, well, the thing with the Golden Globes, no offense, I just I don't watch a lot of like main sh- main channel television. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense? Like mm-hmm. I'm not watching ABC. I'm not watching AMC. Really, I'm not watching any of that stuff. Really, it's just not interesting to me. Not saying they're bad shows. Not it watching AMC, but there's all the Walking Dead shows. And I fell off on The Walking Dead like f- what five seasons ago at this point at least. Yeah, this is I the last season. I, I, I left. I left them in Alexandria. I think right before the Watchers or whatever the hell they were were going to show up. That, you know what? You know what? It's going to come to an end 
here's here's my at here's some my point i'll get back and finish it it's just this like is, I, this is I, the last yeah. season and i think what's going to happen is once you have the last season done i think that's when people are going to go back and they're going to go you know what let me give that another shot and they're going to roll right through it because they don't have to wait yeah. the weeks in between and the months in between the weeks to see it and i think if they're able to move it like that, I really think even the spots like the farm, like that season pre-farm yeah. that were really kind of slow, I don't think they'll seem quite as slow if you're binging through them. And then I think Walking Dead will get more respect perhaps as a whole complete thing than it gets now. That's That's just what I think. So speaking of Walking Dead only because it has the same creator. I saw a new trailer for Invincible, uh, I want to say yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's great. Got oh, me yeah. way excited for that show again. And that comes out like next month, which, yeah. I, which is crazy because I, I, I knew it was coming out, but I thought it was that's like- That's on AMC also, June. right? Mm-hmm. No, that's going to Amazon. Oh, I thought it was AMC. Oh, is it? I, I think it's going to Amazon. Okay. Okay. Uh, a great, com- uh, which by the way, both of them are just great comics. I reckon they're both, they're both done with. Um, oh yeah! You can get yeah. the omnibuses, omnibusi. I don't know the correct plural form. Uh, omnibuses. Whenever, omnibuses. Uh, omnibuses. Uh, check those out. I highly recommend uh, Walking Dead uh, and and uh, Invincible. There. I also will say I caught up just as a small tangent. I'm catching up right now on uh, Daredevil, finally, and phenomenal. It's such a good freaking book. Cannot recommend it enough to folks. I'm only like maybe three ish issues behind right now, maybe four. Um, after the last like year and a half delay, but uh, yeah, check it out. They they have they they had some on again off again sales going on, um, via via Comicsology. You know, pick up those uh, those books there if uh, if you can, or your local comic book store at the same time if they well, have them. You won't find the one with Electra in the Daredevil costume, but you should be able to find the rest of them without much difficulty. Well. Yes, that well they have the, they I believe they have a second printing coming out or just came out or something like that. Yes. I forgot what it was there. Mm-hmm. So uh there you go. Um going back to movies just really quickly, Steven Spielberg um uh was talking with Empire and was just kind of saying how that uh movie theaters need to survive. Uh I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but basically he says that it's uh moviegoers it, it brings a community together in essentially to uh, bring people, f- bring folks together in order to enjoy a medium where they can uh, chat, create fellowships, um, and give us, uh, an, you know, an adventure in a way, in terms of leaving their home and to sit with strangers in order to enjoy the arts. Um, well, I'm not going to read the whole. Shouldn't th- chat during the movie. Well, I'm. Well, he's not saying during the movie. He's just saying in Same. general. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole entire thing. I really just kind of summed it up. But you know what? In a way, I will. I will absolutely agree with that. Um, uh, in a capacity, I'll never forget the, I think the first time, like I really, really just analyzed like a brand new movie with people, um, was actually seeing, was it Tom Cruise's last, the last samurai? Cause I was able to get, um, like preview with like through my college and everything. Um, um, and we saw it in theaters. It was pretty cool. Cause well, in a way, like there was actual security. So no one was going to bootleg the movie, uh, which is just a phenomenal, phenomenal film. Uh, in my eyes right there. So I again, another great movie I would recommend there. Um, and again, we, we talked about it. We broke it down. We had like some intelligent conversations. We, we 
We laughed about it. It was it was good. It was really good stuff overall. So I understand what he's talking about in that capacity. Uh, again, and not that he's saying otherwise, uh, but also, you know, but we still need to be safe in the meantime and be careful with COVID and all that stuff going on. And as a, a side note, uh, I don't know if you guys wanted to chime in, but a quick side note, the uh, my local drive-in movie theater is going to be opening up, I believe it's... Uh, March 25th, if I remember correctly, the Warwick Drive-In. Oh, yeah. That um, where you can go see some drive-ins. You can actually plan uh, events. And uh, they were streaming some concerts last, last year. So I don't know if they're going to be doing nice. that as well this year. Uh, I believe they did like a Metallica one last year, which was pretty cool. But um, great places and good vineyard. We should uh, – not that they're sponsors of the show, but uh, – not uh, yet. Good, can, good. can I tell a, a quick theater story? There, Nick. Go ahead, please, Dom. Go ahead. So uh, – <laughs> I forget what movie me and Kevin were seeing, but me and Kevin were going to see a Marvel movie for sure. I know it was that much. Okay. And it was at least the second time I think me and him had seen it, but we wanted to see it together. And I remember watching the movie and the guy behind us just fucking fell asleep and was snoring, like not a loud snore, but a deep snore. Was it Infinity War? I was thinking it was Infinity War, but I wasn't sure if that was the one. <laughs> but I just remember the guy like just deeply snoring. I'm like, thank God I fucking saw this movie before, or I would have killed this man in his chair. Or Black <laughs> or Black Panther. I think it was either Black Panther or Infinity War. But I remember I I'm well, sitting though. there like trying to focus and just a deep rumbling snore. I'm not gonna do it because I don't want to insult your ears, but like. Yeah, like that, just <laughs> in my ear, dude. That reminds me. That re- again, that and something like that reminds me when my father and I went to go see the last Godzilla movie. Uh, he he fell asleep maybe three or four times, and each time I was jealous. And one time he woke up and says, "Is Godzilla destroying anything yet? No. Oh, okay." And went back to sleep. So, again, that's that's which is also why I have so much faith in uh, the Converse Godzilla movie. Which, by the way, we have a. I, I'm going to put my, my chips on the table. I'm going to go all in. I'm going to give you my, okay. my theory of what's going to happen you're, in you're this pre- film. My prediction. Pre- <laughs> and I will, I will so take you know, me. that was the entire sandwich shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Here, my prediction today. Here, here's what I think is going to happen. Uh, uh, the two monsters are going to go at it throughout the whole entire film. There's going to be a lot of talk and a lot of dialogue going on in between with, with uh, uh, people from all around the world. Boring stuff. Little bit of destruction, lots of boring stuff. But the climax, the final act, they have to come together to destroy this uh, this thir- this other entity, Mecha Godzilla, and, and it's going to happen in in rainy nighttime environment, destroying a major city. Um, it looks like they were fighting in a, some kind of Tokyo looking in the trailer. Regardless, regardless, the way the last two Godzilla movies have been, the U.S. made ones. I don't have as much faith for this as I do for Skull Island. I just no. don't. That's what I think is going to happen. Maybe it is Mecha Godzilla. I don't know yet. I'm not going to. Say, you know, I don't know what. I'm not saying what that creature is going to be. I'm just. I feel like I know the 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 way it's going to go. Now that said, I'm still going to go see the movie. Yeah. Because I love Kong. I love King Kong. I, I'm invested as it is. So I'm not, and I'm not trying to poo-poo this, by the way. I'm not try- like I want to love this. I went into the last two Godzilla movies feeling the exact same way. Only it didn't work out very well for me. There wasn't much of a payoff. So <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, that's money on the table right now. All in, showing my cards. That's what I'm gonna say. 
So there we go. Um, I wonder where they go from here after Kong versus Godzilla. Like, what's the what's the next path? Monster Island, or or uh, what was the one that had all of them but Kong in it? I don't know, Son of Godzilla. Maybe they're going to go that 60s. route. Well, Godzilla Jr. I mean, those. I mean, there's also those movies. No, there's one that was like against all monsters. I can't remember. There's one that had all of them in it, but Kong, and they're fighting on Giant Island. But mm-hmm. I don't remember what it's called. So yeah, let's see. Uh, moving around along real quick, uh, there is going to be a Wakanda series apparently on Disney Plus. Uh, and it will be with the director of Black Panther. I'm going to mispronounce his name, Ryan Coogler. I believe I pronounced that right. Coogler. Uh, it is in the ve- very early stages of development uh, with no word on the exact date uh, at the moment. Um, I-, I know they're in a weird predicament right now, what they're going to do with the whole Black Panther franchise. I want, it to, I want to see it continue in some capacity. Absolutely. I'll admit where I don't know how to make it. Maybe with Surrey. I don't know. I'm not saying I have the answers. Um, I know with Michael B. Jordan, this would probably be too small of a project for him. I would imagine so. Um, if he's involved in some capacity, I know he wants to be if, he was, if, the, if the opportunity was there. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with this. And I know that with, however they do approach it, I have faith that it's going to be a respectable adaptation um, and they're not going to, they're going to honor Chadwick's legacy, uh, as the Black Panther at the exact same time. So, well, I think, I don't know if we shared this speculation out or not. My speculation is that, uh, you know, one direction they certainly could go in is that Lapita Nipongo, mm-hmm. remember her, mm-hmm. the love interest for T'Challa in the first Black Panther. Well, there's there's also um uh you know the possibility that they could have they could do something like well they were married in secret and technically she just didn't want anyone to know that they were married because she wasn't ready to be the queen yet because she was still doing all that social justice work stuff that she was doing mm-hmm. um and of course that would never be allowed if she was the queen so they married in secret maybe you know like maybe only the one guy knew who married them or something and because she is the queen and he dies for whatever reason he dies, she becomes the black Panther and the ruler of Wakanda. And, you know, and the whole arc of the film could be, you know, well, how do we, this isn't real. We don't accept somebody doesn't accept it, that it's her. And they want, you know, like not like the, the, not unlike the first movie, Um, But different in the sense that, you know, it's a woman and it's, you know, it's a secret marriage and all that. I mean, that's certainly one direction they could go and you'd have Lupita Nyong'o as the new Black Panther, um, which I think is something that they would be willing to do. Mm -hmm. So I'm just assuming that could be one possibility that also makes Wakanda really, really not only African-American, but female forward character For heavy sure. which i think is really good Agreed. and it's something that marvel clearly wants to do anyway so it's you know it, it it kind of it works really well in that regard so that's one possibility i think the wakanda tv show will be more street level though i think it's going to be more about tribalism 
And it's going to be more, you know, about sort of the inner workings of Wakanda. I'm sure there'll be, it'll focus on several characters. I don't know. Maybe Shuri will be one of them. Mm -hmm. That would be interesting if it was Shuri or if it was, you you know, whatever the situation is, you know, like I'm sure whatever it is, they're going to develop it so that, right, like Nick says, it does uh, honor Chadwick Boseman's uh, sort of contributions and, the the help that or not the help but the 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 part of the uh creative process that he was involved in that created the juggernaut that was black panther so yeah i i think we can all agree even with even before we were aware of the the passing of chadwick that there was a lot of rich storytelling going on within wakanda in general i mean just the the openings uh, one of the opening scenes in in black panther when the ship goes through the mountain as the you know the cloak to their oh, yeah. their you know the city and everything alone shows and then they're doing the walkthroughs and everything so uh you know that there's there are stories to tell there and yeah frankly i want i want to know what those stories are at the exact same time so that will be pretty uh pretty cool um let's see let's ignore the baby mandalorian uh, we have uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League has a release date that will be released uh, officially on HBO Max because that's a thing. Uh, March 18th, 2021, exclusively there. Um, I, I don't, don't want to go into it. I don't want to say anything. We already are, have gone over this plenty enough, but it's at least worth noting that it's going to be happening. I, I got a question. We'll reserve judgment after the fact. Yes, sir. I- is are is anyone on this program going to watch it? I will have to see. I will see it yeah. if if well because I don't have my subscription. I have to see what else will be hap- coming out alongside of it that I want to watch. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to watch it because it's you know you know the old analogy when you're driving and you see a car wreck you have to slow down and take a look at it. You know. Except this would be slightly like more like a train wreck or a plane crash. Um, yeah, I'm totally, especially now that they've teased out. I put this on our Facebook that Zach has teased out a picture of the way the Joker will look. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Because they allowed that idiot Jarrett Leto to do his own footwork with regards to developing the character. He develops that piece of shit that showed up in uh, Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. And now it's kind of like, that's not the Joker people want. Well, let's gravitate your character a little more that direction. So suddenly his hair is going to be long, I guess, because Jared Leto currently has long hair for a number of reasons. I think not the least of which is Morbius. <laughs> Um, but he also just was in, uh, speaking of HBO Max, the new Denzel Washington movie, which dropped simultaneously in theaters and on HBO Max called The Little Things. I saw it. It was okay. It's good. But Jared Leto playing Jared Leto in the movie, uh, but he had the long, uh, he had the long hair and so on and so forth. So yeah, this is just, this is pandering at its finest, uh, uh, that Joker revision, you know, uh, uh, that's that's clearly going to take place in, in the Justice League Snyder cut. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm going to watch it because I just want to see 
if what did they put in 20 million nick if 20 million can turn can turn a turd into gold how much how much money would it take to turn a piece of shit into a viable product you know and i'm guessing 20 million isn't enough in this case i mean i'll say that uh i because of the show, it, the show would be the only reason why I would watch the film. I, if it wasn't for the show and, you know, we need to, to talk about certain things and the fact that we got, I have to pay for the service uh, for the month, um, it's the only reason why I would give it a shot. Otherwise, I would not be going above and beyond for this. Because, again, what you were saying with Joker, it's ironic that we, uh, you know, the Joker movie, the Joker movie itself with Joaquin Phoenix was, you know, we were over the moon in love with it. Yeah. So it was such a big dynamic going from Leto to Joaquin, and we're going to go back to Leto. So and, yeah. yeah, but but and, and again, not just Heath Ledger. I should have expressed myself better when I said that it, he's clearly reflecting the Heath Ledger Joker and the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. So of course, revisionist history now. But yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be watching. Did you see the latest trailer for? coming to america no i did not know that was is it a sequel no yes. it is a That's sequel a it will be on prime i believe it's prime or is it the, hbo max i forget it's, it's one, one of, of the two i had to forget which yeah. one too and uh i think it's netflix though i honestly or is it netflix maybe it's netflix it's one of them um but in any event it's uh yeah that's dropping march the 5th i saw the new trailer I don't know. The first trailer, I was kind of like, I wonder where they're going with this. The second trailer, I was like, okay, I see exactly where they're going with this. And <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. All right, well, it I seems to be like, to me, I hate to say this because 30 years waiting for this movie. Uh, thanks. Dot, dot all X chin is, uh, has said that it's Amazon prime. So there you go. Um, I don't know how I feel about, about 30 years later i don't know how i feel about the direction they're going with this movie i mean all the characters are coming back and all of the stars and performers all of that's great but from what i saw from the second trailer with additions of like leslie jones and um uh tracy morgan and uh you know those you know some more of those kind of people wesley snipes mm -hmm. i guess is the villain in the piece okay um and some other things as well that i'm just kind of like oh ah, oh ah. so <laughs> i i don't know yet you know there might be a reason that it's going directly to amazon prime i don't i just don't know I'll, i'd give that a watch though at the same time i, I oh i'm gonna it's 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 exactly the snyder argument all over again you know because it's like it's starting to look a little wrecky. I got to slow down and take a look. Yeah. So. I, again, I will also emphasize that, uh, you know, the, I mean, for me, I, I love those early mid, I, I love the eighties comedies. So worst case scenario, I'm just going to go back and watch some, some uh, of those. Uh, uh, as I said, great outdoors. I think that was 1990, but uh, I believe, but uh, again, just like those kind of style movies. I just, I love those. and I can never get uh, enough of them as it is. Uh, Big Kev, why don't you uh, uh, throw us to break here, sir? 
And with that, Mr. Monty, Mr. Sandwich, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 621. The one we have not named yet. There you go. After these messages, we'll be right back. Monty, are you sure this is safe? This store looks sort of very spooky. Sandwich, relax. The Graveyard Gallery is an amazing place, and it has something for everybody. But but, but it's called the Graveyard Gallery. Sounds like they're into spooky stuff, and, you know, I'm a very delicate person. Well, you're definitely right on both accounts. But it doesn't matter if you want collectibles as far back as the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, or something related to obscure movies that only diehards know about. There's something for everybody here. I, I, I mean, I do have to admit, the, the range of collectibles is pretty stellar and pretty creative i'll be honest they have a wide range in stock it could be hot toys prop replicas statues they got you man these clothes are something else too is that real blood on that shirt not on all of them but they got hoodies shirts beanies they even have stuff with herman munster dracula and red from that 70s show wow dude these handmade items are awesome this heart's still beating all right put that back where you found it okay but the handmade items are some of my favorite things in the store they have paintings masks dolls and of course prints yeah you gotta have prints on your wall oh uh, sorry i didn't hear you i was having a fascinating conversation with the gentleman over there who's a bat now um and he helped me pick out some great collectibles for me it's all good man don't worry about it did he show you the human skull in the cabinet brought to you by dark interiors the what Zoinks! He better be going to the ATM and then come back to buy a spine. The Graveyard Gallery at thegraveyardgallery.com and on Etsy, Instagram, as well as Facebook as The Graveyard Gallery. Go to them for one-of-a-kind vintage pieces. New horror-related items are in each week from big and small companies and one-of-a-kind creations. The Graveyard Gallery. Spine sold separately. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called The Piecast because we got married on Pi Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pi Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pi Day Scott. Check us out. Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Build your own X-Wing. Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Johnny Blaze, no one has ever attempted such a distance before. 300 feet from field go to field go. 
What's going through your mind right now? You look really good. Hey, this is Ava Mendez from Ghost Rider, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Step. Let's ride. Live from Studio M, the sandwich shop, and Big Kevuna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118th scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bobs, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get 118 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personal transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including Grand Crew members and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color full magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you pay a little each month and still having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach in my phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Hot damn. When are we going to get a new uh, product from those boys? Do we know yet? Like, is that so uh, TBD on that one? Uh, uh, the Sandwich and I are actually working on that uh, behind the scenes. Oh, very nice. Because in, in order for us to get that information, what you see where we're at to be able to make it to the uh, product right. archive. Very, so. very. I don't know the current cool. state of the snow at the archive. Scoot a little left, sonny boy. Hopefully, as long as the door there is closed, go. everything's okay. Uh, and I want to pimp I'm out. I'm sure it's fine. I want to pimp out the Graveyard Gallery, our newest sponsor to the show, over at 21 Main Street in Butler, New Jersey, 07405. Did uh, you say they, Butler? Butler, New Jersey, right next to uh, a good taco place, which is something you guys are not used to. Uh, but a they, foreign concept. They have. <laughs> it's worth pointing out more than anything at the moment. They have some really cool uh, Evil Dead Army of Darkness toys. Uh, and and collectibles that just came in, which is like thank God there's like I got hit with like two ish feet of snow give or take because a part of me really wants these toys, but the other part of me really doesn't have the money. What so what are they? What what to, which toys are they? They're some uh, McFarland toys, and oh. uh, I believe like a, a whole bunch of them. I know uh, uh, some of them are McFarland. I'm not sure what the other halves uh, of them are to be honest with you. Got it. Uh, and they also have um. I want to say these were NECA. I'm not 100% sure. The, uh, yeah, they are NECA. The, uh, I believe they were called like Toon Monsters or something like that. So they have uh, uh, Beetlejuice. They have Sam from Trick or Treat. They have Regan from, uh, Regan from Exorcist and Victor Crowley from Hatchet. 
uh, in kind of more of a cartoony kind of style uh, toys. So they look really, really and cool. Was it? And it was NECA, you say? That it sounds was, like a Mez thing. No, it's it's definitely NECA. Uh, oh, okay. It's tunes something. I can't remember what the, the other part of it is. But uh, okay. some really cool toys, which I really don't want to spend the money, but it's very, very, very likely I might. So uh, check them out at 21 Main Street in Butler, New Jersey. Some really great folks over there. Um, and some great uh, one-of-a-kind creations at the exact same time, which uh, I am quite the sucker for uh, at the current moment. Ironically enough, the scariest thing they may have in their store is like a, I want to say it was like a 1950s kids Santa Claus outfit, which is the scariest freaking thing uh, I think I've uh. ever seen in my life. So there you go. Uh, check them out, the Graveyard Gallery. Uh, who, and, they're very... and they call him Sandy <laughs> Claus. And of course, they have Nightmare Before Christmas because they have to. Um, boys, we have Let's a few vo- we have a few voicemails that we would uh, de- like to hit on. Um, I listen. I feel obligated because she's, um, as far as I'm concerned, she's the fourth chair to the show. I I feel obligated because she's correct. <laughs> And she doesn't need to be a chair or nothing. She's just correct. Listen. As In her criticisms. She's she's correct. She's the boss. Uh, and, and without, yes. Can I say this? Mm-hmm. She is preventing you and I, particularly me, because, you know, I'm just the bad guy in every situation. Mm-hmm. Preventing me from being the bad guy, from having to be like sandwich. It's called the sandwich shop. It's a weekend bonus show. She saved me from all that. I can't do any greater job of guilting Sandwich into uh, into fulfilling his responsibility than his own grandmother can. So with that, with that, let's hear from Grandmama. Hey, good afternoon, boys. It's uh, Grandmama. I'm calling about no sandwich shop. Oh, I'm about to whip somebody's ass. I hope you heard that sandwich. I'm about to whoop your behind if you don't put a sandwich shop up. I'm not going to tell you again. There's no reason why you can't do it. It's been snowing for two days, and I'm sure you're home. So how about it? All right, boys, take care. If Boys, if you don't get a sandwich shop up, let me know again. I'll be on it. The greatest voicemail of all time. Grandmama is now choosing her own theme music. Grandmama is creating her own bit on this show. Grandmama is really gunning for the sandwich shop. We call this episode the fourth chair. Sure. Yeah, we'll call it the fourth chair. Oh, Hell yeah, we will. God. Grandmama's starting to produce her own segments on her phone. Wow. Oh my god, guys, my my side re- like my back hurts from shoveling, and now my gut hurts from laughing. Ah, oh, wow, that was outstanding. I'm well, crying. <laughs> well, Mr. Monty, Mr. Monty, we must have a grandmama intro. We must have oh it. Oh my god! If and I'm sure Sandwich will it. provide you whatever that <laughs> that theme music is that she's using. Man, that was great. Oh I'm my god! Uh, that was funny as hell, Grandmama. Uh, thank you. That that may be one of my highlights for all of 2021. So thank you very much. That was just well. Mwah. Listen, 
not to be outdone, uh, we have West Coast Adam Driver uh, responding to uh, our request for clarity <laughs> on the things that he's saying about our pal, West Coast Scott. Here we go. So, well, well, well. So the truth is out. Guys are just having fun with me. You're you're sending transcripts of my voicemails to him. So I guess as the saying goes, if you can't beat him, join him. So I'm just calling with an update on Walt Disney World in sunny Florida. We are open for business, unlike that other coast. Um, you know, with some news, the uh, the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser ride is uh, getting close to opening, so we're all excited about seeing that. Uh, construction is progressing at uh, at the Tron ride. Uh, I'm sure you're all going to love to uh, come and see that. And um, yeah, that's all I got right now. But uh, Walt Disney World in Florida is open for business so screw the west coast and um bye for now there you go <laughs> no I knew he was east coast scott no he's well he's clearly he's he's clearly florida's own adam driver <laughs> but uh no, he didn't address any of the issues that we asked. We wanted to know, you know, one of his one of his consistent lines has been that he is an alpha uh, male. You know, um, talking about West Coast Scott and baking, practicing, working on his baking, and being an alpha male. I want to know. I want to know what West Coast Adam Driver or Florida's own Adam Driver. I want to know what he's talking about because I have no idea. And I just can't with every single time I hear the voice. I hear it more and more now. You know, mm-hmm. I know what I have to do. I don't know if I have the strength to do it. But I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Will you help me? <laughs> Will you help me? West Coast Scott was weak. <laughs> They're glorious. These, these these voicemails have been glorious, to say the least. So, uh, I yeah. know what I have to do. <laughs> I just can't. Every, I just hear it. I mean, I'm just like, it's, it's what makes it entertaining. However, I'm going to put this out there. You just don't call in with some, you know, some lame ass Walt Disney World is open and then you become a correspondent on this program. Uh, Florida's own Adam Driver. So, uh, you know, that's not how it works for anybody else on this program. So it's not like people just call in just because they're on the other coast. And, you know, uh, to the just... GVM hotline, 201-730-2547. <laughs> people don't just call into that number. Unless you're my <laughs> <right>. grandmother. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or, you know, our actual correspondents like West Coast Scott. So, um, yeah. So there's that. And and Scott doesn't even need to do that anymore because he could just tape a segment on his own 
on his own hookup and just send us the segment because that's, that's what a correspondent does. And that's what he's been doing. So, so there you go. Um, but just outst- outstanding stuff to say the least. Uh, boys, we're running up against the clock right now. So, uh, but we do have a little bit of product, uh, which oh. Dom, you got to be extra more than any other toy or item that's in that storage unit. You need okay. to be extra, extra oh. careful. With oh, the yeah. That's yeah. pretty careful. <laughs> okay. What do you got? So what I have is shit. I dropped. Ah. Oh. <laughs> All right. So I have in front of me uh, the Nosferatu, not Doc Nocturnal. Correct. Even though I saw, I see what happened, folks. Is I thought I had grabbed one toy, um, and you know because it's Kevin's. I'm still. I thought it was Kevin's. I was throwing around a little bit, and then I find it was Monty's. But I have to be much more careful with it. Thanks, buddy. Although Hysterical. the good thing is, uh, Nosferatu from Mezco. As I've said on the show several million times, I'll say it a million times more. I'm a huge Mezco fan. I love Mezco, just period. I think they put out great products. I just want to pimp out the box for a minute. I don't know if y'all can hear it. There's a whole lunchbox. I love that. They put out a whole lunchbox for this thing. I love those lunchboxes of theirs. It's beautiful. Did you, I, you, you know, I, you know, I have to ask, and I just noticed it now. In the front of the box there, Nick, it says Silent Screamers. Did you get those figures when Mez put those out? Mm-mm. The silent screamer action figure. So that was kind of Mezco's answer to McFarlane's scream, was whatever they were, screen, whatever. Remember when they were doing the six-inch figures of like really random movies? Mezco's response was they did a line of I I feel like it was four to six six-inch figures. Metropolis was one. Nosferatu was one. The Dr. Caligari was one. Dr. Caligari. Yeah, yeah. Caligari. And there was at least one or two more that I can't remember now. That And they did them in two ways. They did them in full color, but they also did them also in sepia tones. Which at the time, I had both. I had both sets. I don't think I do anymore, but at the time, I had both sets. Um, You should look into those, Nick, because they are so right up your alley. It's not even funny. But that said, we're talking today about the 112, so a modern version of what Mezco is doing in 6-inch. The 112 Nosferatu uh, uh, from their 112 collection. Go ahead, Sandwich. I'm sorry. So it comes in a lunchbox. Comes in a lunchbox. A lot of of stuff packed in this lunchbox. It's fantastic. I'm doing some quick hits. So for those of you who can see my screen, I'm holding Nosferatu up right now. Damn. Beautiful figure. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful piece. I'm not really a big horror fan. Don't say I don't like this piece. With that said, though, I really do like this piece. I'll change that. It looks excellent. You. It's one of those things like he doesn't have a lot to him. He doesn't but need to. In that way, he still looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he still looks like an excellent piece. What were you going to so, say, Nick? No, I'm just going to say like he doesn't need to have a whole lot about him. It that part of the. Yeah. Oh the, yeah. Yeah. So mystique. we so, have. So you know. Uh, so you know, Sandwich. You may not know this. Um, but Nosferatu is actually a silent picture. Yeah, it is like an older, I know yeah, it's an old it's film. I, know that. I don't know how old it is. It yeah. also has an interesting story about how they couldn't get the rights to Dracula at the time. So they, they went with this direction. So They named him or- Orlock, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that? Yeah, Count they named Orlock. Him Count Orlock? Yep. I did a quick Google yes. before uh, <laughs> I did the product. And West Coast Scott actually reminds us that Willem Dafoe played... Uh, the character 
Yep. Uh, pl- played the actor who was playing him in a movie about the making of the movie Nosferatu, which yeah. I can't remember the name of now. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> interesting news. All so right. 112, lots of points of articulation. Yes. Um, it got the real with, cloth. Yes. Beautiful cloth right here. You know, this is something I really like when they do that with figures is when they put the time to like get a little, you know, knit clothes. Uh, stuff so we got three optional heads uh we got three pairs of hands mm-hmm. including the ones already attached uh i think this is some kind of stone i can't oh it's like a hat i think it's a hat he's yeah, got a, a hat. hat that's incredible <laughs> if it's right in his head you're so you're so excited about that oh yeah he's got uh he's got a nice little lamp little lantern thing that mm-hmm. looks beautiful and he's got like a bunch of rats and some keys which is cool you know? yeah i can enjoy that uh, I'm gonna put down Nosferatu. Uh, he also comes with this giant coffin. Fits, he slides perfectly in. Comes with the lid with the rats. Uh, I like the, I like that the rats are the nice touch in there. It's perfectly into this nice little coffin for uh, your viewing pleasure. For those on the the Instagrams and whatnot who watch this back later, I'd like to present you with Nosferatu. Uh, there's a lid that comes with this. I didn't take it out of the package uh, because that was also with the stand so mm-hmm. lots of different options of the display which is excellent you can display them in the coffin you could put them on a, on a stand that comes with him uh very poseable can do a lot of things it's an excellent yeah, he, piece what more can we say that's also one that came with a t-shirt right it didn't come with bundle? a t-shirt yes i didn't take it out because i don't want to with covid you know everything Good move. you know try to keep everything as clean as possible I, I definitely think you shouldn't secretly blow your nose in that shirt before you give it to Nick. Uh, I, I'll say this much with the toy. The, the one nice thing about a figure such as this is, as I've always mentioned, like, you know, you want to, um, you know, you want to experiment maybe with like different lighting, with different shadows, mm-hmm. if it's a noir figure or whatever the case may be. This is one of those things where if you don't have proper lighting on a shelf, it actually makes more sense to make it like a little bit more darker, put it like kind of like in a, in a badly lit area. Yeah. Cause given, given what the character is about, it actually makes a little bit more sense uh, at the exact same time. So that's one kind of like a, an added benefit in terms of the decoration process. I, with I don't know how the display would work, but I would love to see a display of the coffin laying down. Cause there's a, a place in the lid where you can see his like head kind of a little bit. Mm-hmm. That'd be a great display. Like you've got like a coffee table with like a glass top and you just, like slide this underneath and just see Nilferatu staring yeah. back at you. I think that'd be a cool display. You know, cool things you can do with your with your figures. You don't have to do that. Lot, that's lot, just and, and the rats, I think, you know, g- g- uh, kind of bouncing back to what Nick said a little bit. If it's a little bit darker, the it, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Nick, on a number of for a number of reasons. One is because this. I mean, the character is very as far as color and and that sort of thing goes. There's not a lot to it. Yeah. So it being in a darker background, you know, it, it almost works. It almost seems like you could work it in a darker background. Um, but then you also have those rats as well that you can uh, uh, display with the coffin, maybe slightly open, that sort of thing. I mean, yeah, I think the possibilities of, for a display are, are really good here. And that's one oh, yeah. of those things about Mezco 112s. You know, they are really, uh, really super uh, with regards to the posing possibilities with all that articulation. Um, they've given you, in many cases, uh, a lot of accessories and, and weaponry and things like that. Uh, and, and in some cases, other things, vehicles, that sort of thing um, that allow you to display these pieces to the full extent 
that you can display them. Also, you got to give it up to Mezco too for for daring to put out a character from like a 1928 film in the 112 line. I mean, that's just balls, I think. And I, and th- I wish this was the first one, but it isn't. They did Frankenstein uh, real early on in the 112. They did Frankenstein and they did him also. I feel like they did him in color and in black and white. I could be wrong about that. But I mean, that's some really great, that's a really great risk, I think, that Mezco takes. So good on Mezco. I, I think uh, it's also worth pointing that. out, like even like with Caligari, like that's something that came out. It just celebrated its hundredth year of of being out in the public. So I mean, yeah. they're putting out something that's literally has been has been around for a hundred years. How many you know? Yeah. How many movies can you even say that's been around for that long at this point? So yeah, uh, you know, it's oh, just pretty, Nick, it just I neglected to mention. Uh, earlier, we were talking about the silent screamers. All the package art was done by Alex Ross. Oh, well, that's just that's just a little added bonus of awesome right there. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I think, forgot I that it's... earlier. I'm just trying to sell you on the fact that you need to check these out, and I suspect at some point in the next 24 hours you will have done that, and then you will text me and you will say, "Yep, no. I need those." Nope, not doing it. I, I I'm sitting on the Nosferatu page on the Mezco website. I see the link. I oh, want... I don't mean now. I mean after the show. <laughs> You know when the you're problem? alone it's when and, you... and you have and you have time to think and <laughs> oh you know what let me look up drifts. that thing kev said <laughs> yeah, your finger oh. drifts over to the mouse and you start typing things that you didn't think you'd type when you sat down but you did anyways not doing it not doing it you bastards can uh screw off right there because I'm, I'm not doing that <laughs> listen I, if i'm gonna work on my salesman pitch i gotta work on it every moment <laughs> hey hey power to you man you do you you do you uh but definitely um, just a quick yes. word uh just a quick word yeah. This Mezco 112 thing, depending on your viewpoint, is really rather phenomenal at this point. They're putting out pieces in different places. For example, one is actually dropping at like 11 p.m. our time or Hong Kong time. It's exclusive to Asia. And, of course, everybody's angling for how they're going to get this piece. Um <laughs> Uh, and this is worldwide at this point, this, the, 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 the crazy popularity of these Mezco 112s. Um, they have a bunch of different sites. They're, they're, they're doing different colorways. Just for example, they just uh, released as a special prize uh, for what is 112 day, which is January 12th is 112 day. Um, they have some kind of contest and the prize this year, I have to say, I was mind blown, was a repaint of Baron Benz Ooh. in like black and red, maybe. And it was oh, phenomenal. That sounds sick. That sounds sick. It, it, you got to look it up, Sandwich. It'll blow your mind. Um, but that said, I don't know that that's going to be a mainstream release. I haven't even seen one go up on sale yet. I've been looking just out of curiosity. I'd like to have one, but I just don't know what the odds of that actually are unless Mezco decides to do it mainstream. And even if they decide to do it mainstream, I would be lucky to get one if I were that lucky because these things sell out. You know, um, speaking of which, we actually mentioned this earlier today too. Morbius 112 dropped today. I don't even know if it's still available. I don't, I just don't know. 
but they have been dropping and disappearing and then going for ungodly amounts of money in the second market. It's available Just right ungodly now. Ungodly Eighty-five bucks. You can pre-order. Is he still available? Uh, it it puts it in the cart. So yeah, as of right now, it's available. Oh, uh, if you're able to put it in the cart, then it's available. Well, there you go. Um, uh, but you know, and I have to say this too: as popular as their licensed characters are, I feel maybe it's just me. They don't touch the popularity of their own IPs, like Doc Nocturnal, Baron Benz, the Rumble Society, the 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 Mez, the 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 Bugs Head dudes, the uh, Skull Head dudes, of which there have been half a dozen, I think, of those what's at the this point. Guy's name. Mez, Gomez? isn't it Mez? Gomez. Or, no, it's Gomez. not Mez. Gomez. Gomez. Thank Gomez. you. Yeah, it's Gomez. See, I just said Mez for short. Gomez and any, and there's at least, I, I, there's got to be more than half a dozen of those. There's like the Lone Roach and Mez. There's the one that's like the Samurai one. There's the Secret Agent one. There's this one. There's that one. There's Special one here and this one there and Ninja one there. Those figures are just, they just sell for a fortune mm -hmm. in the second market. You know, even something as simple and innocuous as a Doc Noct and I don't have this, and it's on my list of things that I want, Doc Nocturnal accessory pack, couple of new weapons, a new head, which I think is a gray head, um, and some little tchotchke paperwork certificate, maybe things, mm, I don't know. Nothing. It's like a Doc Nocturnal membership kit or something, or maybe I'm conflating two different products together here. I'm not sure. The point is, is that they sell out even those things instantly, instantly. And then they're up on Evil Bay mm -hmm. for twice or more their retail value. And the figures, forget it, three, four, five, six times their retail value. Like, for example, that one they're about to drop in Asia you know, the speculation on that one is that it's going to it's going to sell in the second market for like a grand right out of the gate. That's the speculation. So there you go. There you go. So Mezco 112, check it out. Uh, it's Nosferatu. I don't know that he's still available or not. So check your uh, last uh, I checked while if we were looking. looking it is up, not available your... at Mezco. Okay. Well, then check your resources and start watching Mezco. Start checking out stuff Mezco is doing because they're going to drop that figure that you want. And you're going to be like, damn, why didn't I know? But Geek Stuff TNG warned you. Like, for example, can you imagine if they did Snake Plissken? Oh, oh that'd be uh -huh. that'd See, be awesome. See, Nick, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I got you. I got you. Um, and it's also worth just pointing out the people over there. Very nice folks. Very nice folks. Yes. I talked to them every very week, nice. Uh, very nice at, at the toy fairs. Uh, boys, I think it's about time we wrap up this uh, beautiful thing we call a show. Uh, you catch us each and every week over at geekstufftng.com. You can check us out on the social medias uh, over at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as Geek Stuff TNG, respectively. Uh, you can find me online as Monty's Mayhem, M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y-H-E-M. -E I'm on the Instagram, the YouTubes, the Facebooks, the Snapchats, the LinkedIn's, the YouTubes, the Go Grubhub. I'm all over. Um, Big Kev. 
check him out on Grubhub. <laughs> um, I am on the Xbox network occasionally as Big Kev GS playing Red Dead Redemption 2, still barely, little Fortnite, little uh, GTA, missing my friend, the sandwich mm-hmm. on I've that platform. On. You haven't been on. Just saying. I've been on. Just saying. I haven't seen you. Uh, and you can check me out everywhere else at BK Geek Stuff. There you go. Dumb. I need some coffee. Go on. <laughs> you can find me on Xbox and Instagram at Fat Dumbledore. F A T D O M B L E D O R E. Or if you're my grandmother, you can call me and I'll be here. <laughs> there you go. Um, Not doing the sandwich shop. And, Not and... Do the, doing the sandwich shop uh, about three days late. There you go. Like everything on the show. And Eventually we get to it. Hey, hey, hey. Someone has to post yeah. the show on the on the feeds properly, and that, I get those you, feeds out. You're slighting Nick there, my that, friend. He you're really is. Nick. That, he I'm really slighting is. the history of, of what we are. Let's not pretend this is not our culture. <laughs> I'm just saying. Wow. You want to smack Nick. I wouldn't be, you know, surprised if he smacked back. Basically, basically what Dom just said is, I hate you because I love you. That's basically what he just said. So with that, Big Kev. I hate myself for loving you. Lord. With that, Mr. Monty, Mr. Sandwich, we'll bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 622, the one we called The Fourth Chair. Uh, to a close, the way we end some shows by saying, Good night, Dustin Diamond. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. we
Be wild. 